It's deep in the woods on the surface. I've been consistently working. I just stepped into my purpose. I know it'll be making them nervous. Only been focused on progress. Keeping a positive mindset. I ain't even turned up the grind yet. It's about to be over. Meaning the closure. Surface thinking podcast. Outlast competition curated by Becky Chad. Mentally driven to do the dash. Everyday life be moving fast. And I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Timing is everything certainly. Used to be down that they all believe. Worldwide broadcast globally. Thinking with Blackie Chad, and today's episode is sponsored by V-Mood Candle. These candles are made with vibes and moods. It's not sold on the smells, it's the vibes and moods. They come with a playlist that's curated specifically for each candle. That's vmoodcandle.com. That's V-I-M-O-O-D candle.com. Today, I'm happy to have one of my alumnus here with me. Um, somebody that I've known of for a lot of years. Um, can't say that we've been super, super close, but it just seems like everything, as he says, is about timing. And I'm here today with HQ Lou. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? It's crazy because we live like five blocks away. Really? Like a straight, <laughs> like not even no turns and straight. Yeah, we're on the same, sh- you know. So we talked and I, he told me that he hasn't listened to the podcast before and I respect your honesty. So this show is basically about giving you the opportunity to talk about anything you want in the midst of the questions that I ask. Gotcha. So I ask you a question and you literally are supposed to take it any way you want to take it and we talk about whatever you want. So so my first question I'm going to ask you, which is one of my favorite questions, is what are you afraid of? Uh, Failure. Okay. What does that mean from you? Because I hear that a lot. But yeah. It's like, what does that mean for you? Um, I think I, I'm just so ambitious. And um, I think for me, uh, not being able to set a high standard for uh, people under me, mm-hmm. uh, it's considered a failure. Okay. So I, I feel like, you know, like the generation before us, they set their plateau and that plateau was your foundation. Mm. You know what I mean? So I feel if my plateau isn't like amazing, then I feel like I failed. And I, don't, I don't even know what amazing is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But every day, like I strive to like get better at, at life, not just in my career, but just in life. If you haven't created this mental pressure for yourself to be the, you know, to plateau at a high level for the predecessors or the people under you, excuse mm-hmm. me, what would, it, what would you be? Like, are you using this to be successful? Like, if you had like no opportunity, you didn't have to be looked up or to finish high for anybody else. Do you think you would still be driven? Yeah. I th- See, so, I, I, you know, I, I go back to, like, my, my career path, which is video production. Okay. And um, it's it's one of those paths that doesn't feel like a career. Mm-hmm. So, for me, career-wise, um, my success comes to my ability to maintain creative. Mm. Um, it's, it's not the money. Like I, I do a bunch of sh- cockers. Yeah, sure. I do a bunch of shit that's just like uh, you know on the strength of of the art, mm. on the strength of of just like exploring and just experiencing, uh, just like a something new. Uh, so I think if I wasn't able to 
show people like a physical uh, starting ground for themselves, I think I'd still be successful in the sense that I'll still be like creating Mm. and still maintaining my happiness. So what, that was crazy about to be my next question. So what is happiness? Because you, you talk about success and that seems to be uh, subjective for all of us. Yeah. So what does happiness look like for you? Happiness to me is just being yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I feel as though uh, for me, I can't even speak for everyone else. Um, me being, this is interesting. Now I'm about to, I might just hold, go into like this whole different like Yo, uh, spiel. Uh, but it's it's around the idea of wearing different faces in different um, rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why I bring that up is uh, because, damn, what was the initial question before I go on my what, tangent? What is, what is happiness for you? Yeah, okay, okay. So I hate the idea of showing face or presenting a person who isn't yourself, mm-hmm. right? So um, I feel like me, myself, I, I wear three different masks, mm-hmm. right? I wear I wear the Louis Pelliera mask, mm-hmm. right? And um, and Louis Pelliera is more of like the professional. Okay. How you doing? My name is Louis Pelliera. How's that? You know what I mean? Uh, like sure. that's that's the face I throw on. Um, and then I have the HQ Lou face, mm-hmm. and the HQ Lou is more of the creative, mm-hmm. the the more chilled. Like when I'm shooting, I'm HQ Lou. When 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 um when I'm in the more professional setting, I'm I'm Louis Pelliera. Mm-hmm. Um. And then my, my third mask is Lou. Mm-hmm. I'm just Lou. Right. Both from North, you right. know. I, st- I still do the same old, you know what I mean, hanging out, in, you know. Um, so balancing these threes can be annoying because sometimes I'm in a certain room and it's like um, you try to blend the two or, or, or you're, like you're stuck with one face and you're like, I don't feel like, you know, having to put this persona on for this certain per- uh, person. That's, that's interesting you say that because the hoodie you wear is an exact, uh, the the alter ego of what you're saying. Maybe not the alter ego, but the complete opposite of what you're saying because is it, I mean, unemployed on purpose for me is like, bang, and that's cr- crazy, like a shameless plug, but I'm asking, <laughs> why can't you be, out of all three, let's be honest, if we could pick, which one is your favorite? HQ Lou, Lou. Or the professional? I Honestly, I hate the professional one. Okay, you hate the professional. Okay. Yeah, so That's just annoying. All right, so Lou is the no pressure, just who you are, right? Yeah, but and Lou then, be bullshitting. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, cool. But, all right, and then you got HQ Lou, who's a little bit more serious about the love of his art. He's yeah. focused, but then you got Lou, who chill, watch the Eagles game, might yeah, drink yeah, a brew yeah. and, and laugh. Playing football type, you know. So my question is, why do you have to be... The professional. Now, I don't think the professional is a persona. I think the professional is a way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, not yes sir, no sir, but like, if you say something's gonna be back to somebody in two weeks, you're giving it back to them in two weeks. A email or c- communicating in a serious way and not playing around. I think that like a lot of times we do have to, in a sense, code switch mm-hmm. to appease somebody. Yeah. But is that true happiness? Because I think true happiness is you hiring me. Because you like who I am, mm-hmm. and if I can intertwine HQ Lou and Lou together, I don't really need to be a professional. Because you call me in your office because yeah. you know what I can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to tear you, your company you down. You hire me for me. 
And why do I have? Because we all know that that's a front, yeah. right? We all know yeah. we put on the Dockers mm-hmm. and the shirt, and yeah. we, yes, sir, no, sir. Mm-hmm. But we're waiting for that opportunity to, to be able to be who we are, and it's like that's what the fight is, and that's why unemployed on purpose is so important yeah. to me because we're taught to wear the tie and say yes, sir, no, sir, and all of that. But being a professional is just to me not a look; it's just a way, like an expectation for everybody to, yeah. you know, yeah. to, to yeah. be a part of. And I wonder for you, is it a way to cancel the professional? I mean, I, th- I think there is. Um, I think uh, I enter the stage in my life right now. Uh, so I was working at Temple for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and at Temple, I was uh, I was trying to... H.G. Lou was always like in the middle of Lou and Louis Pelliera. So I was trying to combine Louis Pelliera and H.Q. Lou. Mm-hmm. Um but just wearing that Louis Pelliera mask so often was just so draining. Mm-hmm. The professional setting to me was draining. Um, so like I last year, I just you know I, I resigned. Mm-hmm. I, le- I left Temple. Uh, Temple was an amazing opportunity. The money was good. The benefits were amazing. Um, but for me, uh, combining that HQ Lou and that Lou was somewhere where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've removed myself from that comfort zone, financial comfort zone that I was in, mm-hmm. um, to gain my, uh, my happiness in a sense, which is the HQ Lou and Lou balance. And that's amazing. Like, like I just posted on one of my Instagrams. It's like, I used to have to, I used to have to at, get permission to take a personal day. And mm. you think about it. It's like, are you got your sick time where you say I'm sick? You got your vacation time and then you got your personal time your personal time doesn't need I should have to tell you it's just I'm taking a personal day yeah my job you had to tell them why you were taking a personal day and they had to say whether it's you could per- take it or not and you had to do it in two weeks in advance nah. so a lot of the times like even the stat like we work so hard like we have to really unlearn everything that we were taught yeah because what the people that were teaching us was teaching us to be workers and like it's hard mm. for me to go somewhere and just listen to a boss tell you what to do when you know you can do it better yeah. or you know it's a different way because they want you to do it the way that they want you to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just like I was talking to a homie today and he was just like, I love my job. And I said, why? He was like, because I get to, you know, help humanity. And I was like, OK, that's cool. Could you quit and do what you want to do and come volunteer on Tuesdays? He said, hell no. But he said it so fast. I said, how could you not volunteer if you really love it? And he was stumped. And he was just like, maybe I don't love it. So these Money jobs good. these jobs make you think. Like, the thing, this is what it is. I don't even think that we love these jobs. We find something about the job that we hate that keeps us coming back. So, hmm. like, I hate if I was a, a dude on the bus. One of those bus people that's on the back of the bus making sure the kids ain't beating each other up. You hate the job. It, it, the pay sucks. You working for two hours in the morning. Do you working for two hours at the end of the day? You hate it, but you found love in the kids, and mm. that takes over your mind to make you keep coming back. And that's what a job does: pays you enough to get you to come back. So for me, my resurgence or my resurrection was fuck this shit. Like facts, I'm gonna do whatever I want to do, and like I literally. I'm so happy, bro. Like, Sundays, I was telling you before, Sundays used to get up and be like, all right, watch the Eagles game, the Eagles game. Damn, I got to go get my clothes off the dryer because I got to get ready for work. Yo, I don't even know what day it is sometimes. Yo, facts, bro. I've been going through that. Crazy. 
And it's like, all right, so let's let's backtrack. For you to leave, what obstacles did you have to go through as far as like fighting? Like, should I jump? Should I not jump? Should I jump? Should I not jump? So how was that experience? Uh, it, it was, it's crazy because at that time, even like right before I was going to, like I, it was even like a thought for me to quit. Uh, wait, let me, I think I would have to backtrack. So I, I quit Temple in June. In February, I got a call from my homie. Um, who works at NFL Films? Okay. And uh, and he told me about an opening for the um, uh, the Panthers. Mm-hmm. So once he told me that, instantly it's like, would I leave Temple for this? Mm-hmm. And it was like, hell yeah, right. because one, it's a, it's a big company. Two, I love football mm-hmm. with a passion, and I love shooting. It was a no brainer for me. I would I would definitely leave Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, so that right there is what triggered the idea of me leaving Temple to open up the doors for more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll say like around probably like March, April, um, I was going to buy a house. I was, I was ready to buy a house. Um, and then the idea of buying a house set in that I would have to stay at Temple. And it was like, am I ready to live at Temple? Oh, am I ready to stay at Temple for X amount of years in order to buy this house? Like, what the hell do I need a house for right now? Mm. If I'm ready to pick up the NFL films if I had to. For sure. So, Cut it right there. what did you come up with? <laughs> All right, give it a couple seconds. <laughs> so what did you come up with? What do you mean what I come up with? Like, Decision-wise? Yeah. Fuck the house? Mm. Fuck Temple. Because <laughs> um, I was doing all these things that um, that you're told is like the steps of adulthood. Mm-hmm. Get the job. Get Sometimes even get the family, get the house. Type, you know right. what I mean? Um, and I was just going through the paces of what I was told I was, you know, I had to do. Um, and I just hit that point. And I was just like, fuck it. Like, none of this makes me happy. For sure. Like I'm just going through the motions right now for what? So I said, yeah, I just I just ended it all. I said, you know what? I'm gonna do my own job. So I'm gonna ask you because I'm just trying to weigh the options. So for me, it was terrifying because I'm a father, three children, got a wife, got a house, got mm-hmm. bills, car yeah, notes. Yeah. I have everything that like I designed for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God for that. But you like. How can I leave this security blanket and do what I love and not feel selfish? Mm -hmm. Because the kids need these certain things. And it's like, do you think it was easier for you to make those decisions because you don't have children? 100%. Yeah. I I didn't, I just, you know, I didn't have those, that responsibility. I was, I'm still able to be selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realized that. So I figured out, you know, I seize this opportunity and just be selfish as shit. Right. For a couple years right. before the pullout game gets uh gets real iffy. <laughs> and it gets real bad for me. So so what does happiness look like now that you that you've done it? Like what was that first week like after you put your two weeks in or whatever mm-hmm. and you and, and, and you were like no more work? What was that like? Uh so right after Temple I I started working at Rec Philly uh okay. full time. I was the um the marketing director. Okay. The marketing director. All right. You know what I mean? Like, right. and it's like, 
the fuck am I doing being the marketing director? You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a creative. I'm right. a I'm a shooter at heart. I'm a craftsman. Like I need to have like a camera in my hand. Right. I need to to paint. I need like that's 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 where I'm whole. That's where I'm happy. Right. Um. So I was I was at Rack Philly for like a week, to be honest, man. And um, and the work that I was doing was uh, I don't know. It just felt like an office job. Okay. It felt like like I was at Temple without doing. The shooting mm-hmm. without being creative, and it's like, like fuck am I doing? It took it only took me a week to realize like I don't want to do this shit. So I quit two jobs within two weeks, and it felt so good. So you built, <laughs> built relationships and you knew people from Rug Philly. So what was that yeah. like? Did you feel at any point reserved or like pause to not do it, like to not quit because you built relationships? Yeah, yeah. I think the Rec Philly quitting Rec Philly was harder for me because um, I went to school with uh, with a couple of the guys that worked there. Um, I saw the company grow uh, even before it was like called Rec Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, so me leaving like that that was tough because uh, like I I you know I felt as though like they saw me doing an amazing job at that position mm-hmm. and I probably would have, right. um, but it just it just wasn't for me. It just didn't feel right. You know, so I, I I walked away from it. That's kudos to you, right? Because like so many people are like out here living a lie, yeah. right? And not having the courage to just be honest with yourself. We ignore we listen to everything and everybody, all mm-hmm. of the noise and ignore the person that needs to be listened to the yeah. most. Yeah. And that's ourselves. Mm-hmm. So for you, you was like, Man, like it might hurt some people, but I can't live my life being scared to hurt some people so I'm the fuck out of this joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like so many people won't leave or won't stop doing something or allow people to treat them this way or, you know, keep driving people somewhere mm-hmm. for free because they don't want to hurt their feelings but like we really have to be selfish. I'm not saying selfish as far as like not taking care of your kids and your responsibilities but like at any point of life where you can really focus on your own happiness and it hurts people to the minimum, just, just do it. If they fuck with you, they still gonna fuck with you. Or be mad at a time because everything, every, it's just timing. Somebody be yeah, yeah. terrible and mad at you, but it's, mm-hmm. I don't think that they're mad at you because of what you did. I just think that a lot of times they envy you because they wish that they can do it. Yeah, you brought up a good point because once I left Temple, um, I people were still like reaching out to me, like, mm-hmm. how did it feel? Like, because they also had that in their mind, like, I want to, uh, I want to open, I want to start a new chapter in my life, but I'm not ready to take that leap. And it was like, once I did that, it was like, to them, it was like a spark. Like, all right, well, maybe this is possible. Because Lou was happy here. Lou was, you know, Lou had, a, I had a suite there. I'm not going to lie. It was love. What, what, what was this, what made it sweet? Like, you just had your job on Smash or like, they didn't ask for much of you, but they asked for was I was easy? Sweet in the sense that I was just, my job was to create. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone else had like. The majority of the people there had like, I, in my head, is an it's an office job. Mm-hmm. You have a cubicle, you have a computer. Mm-hmm. It's an office job. I don't care what you're doing. Right. It's an office job. Where uh, myself and my colleague, like, we had like an entire room. So it's like an entire empty space. In the middle was nothing but cubicles, and then off to the side was my colleague and I. We had like a room with like gear, the vibe. You know, it was like, it was a creative space inside of a corporate floor and you can tell we didn't belong there but that's like 
jobs find the smallest perk to suppress you, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That tell you your kids can go here for free. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, that's all right, all right. College is expensive. Yeah. But what if my kid don't want to go to college? Sure. I ain't had no kids either. Or so if that, ain't, that, ain't, kids, that ain't nothing for me. But I'm then like, it's cool. like, all yeah, right, yeah, little we'll perks. You, we'll put you over here on the side, mm-hmm. away from the cubicles, and then you got free range, mm-hmm. but you're still inside of this box that we created for mm-hmm. you. Now, you by yourself, you. Somebody called you to do a, a video in Europe. You don't need permission from anybody. Oh, I'm out. We out. Facts. And that's a luxury. Where sometimes they be like, well, Lou ain't got no kids. Lou ain't got no job. He can do it. But at the same time, man, freedom. Like, can you imagine a bird being handcuffed by uh-huh. his wings? Bro, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. My, my, my routine right now is is so peaceful. Like, I, I focus on my mental health, my physical health first nowadays. So, like, I'll wake up. I drink a tea. Mm-hmm. I, I go on my on my laptop and and I just do like research. Like I go on YouTube, I figure out different like little tricks. I watch video here and there. And then from there I'm inspired and I start writing. Or or I will drink everything starts with tea. The tea is essential. Mm-hmm. I I'll, I'll drink my tea, I'll turn some music on and I just vibe. I don't even do nothing. I'm just, I'm just I'm just vibing. I'm just chilling on the couch drinking my tea, just enjoying my me time. And then I, I'm just inspired by little things. So I'm, you know, the music is on. I hear one bar, or I hear, you know, a little storyline. I'm like, damn, that's kind of thorough. Right. I'll jot it down in my notes on my, my phone, and then um, I go to my mom crib because she has a nice little garden set up in the back mm-hmm. over my laptop, and I'm just zoning. And 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 to me, it's it's a hobby, but it's a career at the same time. Sure. So me, I'm just creating and shit, and. I'll post it on either any any social platform and people be like, damn. Mm-hmm. I fuck with I'll pay I'll pay you for something just like this. So let me ask you this, because if you may ask myself, I feel like I'm a creative, right? So the things I'm asking, do the things that you do that's nothing to you, is it amazing that people love it in the in the capacity that, in the capacity that they do? Yeah, it's it, it's funny because like sometimes it's like I mean, I'm gonna go to like a basketball reference. I'm just, I'm just laying the ball up. Mm-hmm. I'm just on layup drills, and they like, bro, that was you, you right. jellied it. I'm like, I'm, I'm chilling. That's regular, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so when when people, when people, you know, send praises my way, it just be like, I will look through my work again. When somebody be like, yo, good shit, this shit fire, mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh shit, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. And I go back and I watch the video, like the entire thing. Someone else will send a comment like. All these one hundred Jones, bro, you different. Like, am I different? Let me, what, am, what make? What am I doing? But is that a good place to be for us to be the the humble but reserved, but always looking? Because like I forget who said it, but it's like, what's your best work? And you say I haven't created it yet, right? Mm. So is that good for us to be at that place where we don't soak in our own oats? Like we're always looking to do better, and what we did doesn't. Because for me. It can be draining. Okay. That can be draining at times, mm. um, but I, I, th- I think I think it's okay to be ambitious. Mm. I think it's okay to to want more. Um, I like I like trying different different things. Mm. So for me, it, it it's, sometimes it's not more. Sometimes it's just different. So if I see something that's like totally so like right now I'm I'm doing like a bunch of like sports highlights and stuff, um, but if I see like. I don't know, like this moving documentary on, I don't know, give me something random. The first thing that comes to me hit. The documentary is good. The dude is a serial killer. Yeah, if, if, I, if somebody present you know, that idea to me, 
I would do it just to understand more of how to create that, mm -hmm. that genre of video production, and just to understand like this person, mm. the Bundy Jones. That's heavy. So it's just fun to me. I want to know your process because my process is when I'm creating, I I love the secrecy of me creating. So I'm down here, it's dark, maybe got my red light on, I'm just vibing, listening to music, lighting candles from V-Moo, shout out to them. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm just vibing, and I love it so much. I love the process of creating something from nothing. And then when I press post, I don't give a fuck about it. I, I hate it. I don't want oh, I'm insecure as shit, bro. I, I don't want it. I don't care about it no more because it's for the opinion of others because yeah. it's art, right? Yeah. So art is whatever you make it. For yeah. me, it was my baby. Uh -huh. And then it turned 18 when I pressed post. Go ahead, do your thing. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm insecure as shit, bro. I ain't going to lie. So it's just, it's my baby. And when it turned 18, I'm still like, I'm still like, I'm right here with you. Right. You, so you and your dorms, baby, I'm at your dorm. Like. So if 100 people put a fire emoji, Hundred different posts. I mean, hundred different comments. Yeah. Fire emoji. Then in the middle of that fire emoji is one trash can. What does that mm. do for you? Honestly, I would DM the trash can person. <laughs> no, no, no. But not, not, not to be like you fucking dicky. Or like, <laughs> I'll just ask them why. And right. this comes back to me being super ambitious. Mm -hmm. Um, because everything I, everything I like, I post. I see like the little flaws, like like the little shortcuts I took. I'm like, ah, I finesse that. I could have, I could have really took my time on that. Mm -hmm. So if someone gives me that to me is positive reinforcement. I see a trash can. I'm like, see now I fuck with you. Now you now you know what I'm doing right now. But what deems it though? Does it depend on the reaction that they give you after you ask what do you like about it? I just want to know what I can do. So I'm gonna challenge you here because okay. I disagree with you. I think that it's Yes, you want to be better, but it could be a lot of your insecurities in that. Mm -hmm. Because it's like a hundred fires and then one trash can. And it's like, I realized that people who could never be Carson Wentz, never walk a mile in his shoes, never take a hit like he can take, ask questions of like, why would you go through the middle and Troy Palomalu right there? You a football player, like... Could you go through the middle of Troy Palomalu or Mike or, or Ray Lewis was coming? So I, I feel like so many people have an opinion about shit they would never do. So certain people to me I'm, are not even qualified to even tell me what I should yeah, be better. Yeah. And it's not cocky. It's just like if Quentin Tarantino called me and said this, I can listen to you because you mm, did. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm eager to learn, but some people just tell you, oh, you should have did this. It's like, all right, well, show me some reference your work to show me. Yeah, that's you know funny I mean? as shit because I, I recently uh, been through a situation like that um, on Facebook. And, like, I challenged the person. Mm -hmm. Like, he um, he was like, hey, I would have did it this way. Right? And then I'm, I, at first, I'm like, I'm like, oh, why? Right. And then I sat and I thought about it. I'm like, bro, let me see your shit. Right. I was like, you know what? All right, so the next John, you do it, and I, you know, I'll be on the lookout for it. He like, nah, nah, I can, yeah, all right, shut the fuck up. But so, like, and that's the question I have for you: What warrants an opinion? Mm. Like, not even just an opinion, but an unsolicited opinion. Mm -hmm. I didn't even ask you for your opinion. So, what gives a person the gall, or what gives them the opportunity <laughs> to be able to even have an opinion about something that you do? Like you weren't there, you. That mean that shit was really fire then. Mm. If a motherfucker really sitting there nitpicking, like ah, I, I would have done it this way. 
the internet is just un- it's it just it's, it's sickening. It's not meant for the creatives. Yeah. Like you weren't here, you didn't know the the conditions, you didn't know how windy it was. Mm-hmm. You didn't. I turned this way because of this. Yeah. You don't know what was behind. Like, yeah, yeah. It burns me up. Mm-hmm. So my next question for you is: Why were you created? Why was I created? Yeah, why was you created? Not how you were created, because I think we get the idea. Of it's that. the why. Yeah, the why were you created? Like, what were you uh, for? That's tough. You know, I think I think that's that's one of those things that I'm gonna just keep it personal. I think that's one of those things that I'm always searching for. Mm. Um, your purpose in life, like like why are, are why am I here? Um, and I think everything in life has taken me back into video production, mm. where. Uh, in high school, I was introduced Central. I went to Central two six eight. I was introduced to film in uh, like tenth grade, and to me, I'm like, ah, it's an easy A. shit, stupid. We we all right, cool. We we in there. Eleventh um, grade, I was no longer in film. Twelfth grade, I put myself into the broadcast network for for the entire school, and again, it was just something fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going into IUP, I was a business major. Why? Because business background and wouldn't be able to find a job. I wasn't even thinking video. Mm. I was thinking money. Um, After that first semester, again, I wasn't happy. Um, I mean, half of it was me turning the fuck up and drawing. Um, But I I, I wasn't happy. Um, So I decided to change my major back into video. Mm. Um, And I, I was having this conversation with my mom. And of course, parents don't understand because to them, Work, shout out, shout out Will Smith. Work is nine to five. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when I told my mom I, I want to change my major to video production, she was like, "Like, how are you going to make money? Mm-hmm. She didn't see it, and I didn't see it either. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't, when you, think, when you think of video production, you just think of films. And, uh, and starting off, it's like, how can I be... To me, Spike Lee was the boy. I love Spike Lee. Do the right thing. Crooklyn. Right. You know, Spike Lee was my guy. Uh, there aren't any... Well, there are, but um, I couldn't find any, like, Hispanic or Latino shooters mm-hmm. or filmmakers. Even to this day, I'd be the only one in the mix. Right. Um, so, Spike was my guy. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make money, Mom, but I like doing this. And I'm going to just keep doing that. She was like, you know, if you like it, do it. And that's interesting for for your mom to say that because, like, as you were talking, I'm thinking, like, going to college should be a privilege, right? Mm -hmm. So, essentially, it being a privilege, the reason you go has to be for, like, it should be for something that you love to do, not because it's a money grab. Yeah. Because, like, essentially, like, I'm going to, like, if you want to be a doctor, it can't be because you want to make money. It has to be because you have a love for medicine or you want to help people. It has to be for that. It can't be about the money because you could do anything for money. So, did you feel at home at that point of changing your major after you figured it out and your mom gave you the, the reassurance to just do what you do? Yeah. Did it feel? Um, it, it felt new. Well, I think for me and my household, college was, what the fuck is college? Hmm. My mom's plateau was high school. Okay. Right? So, me graduating high school was me meeting my mom at her ceiling, mm. right? So from there on, I've already exceeded um, what she expected from me. Mm-hmm. So me changing my major in college was 
she was okay with that because I've already exceeded, you know. So she's like, anything you do now, which is a plus Figure for me, out. you know what I mean. So now I feel like we, we as people, we get stuck in our own heads, and our reality is reality for everything. But I know it's not. So I, this question I've been asking on this season is, you know, different questions of things that I don't know because I want to be, uh, you know, taught and I, I want to learn more. So what is the plight, or what is what is it like being a Puerto Rican person? Mm-hmm. Like what, do what you, is it like? Yeah, like what do you go through? Because like we, we all eat go rice stuff. and beans every day. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the coquito on holidays. Um, no, um, I think because in a sense, I feel like, of course, you got this hierarchy idea of white people and things like that, mm-hmm. and then you 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 see a lot of what us as black people, and I'm not saying us as black people, but I, I know you guys share some of the same things that we do. Yeah. But there has to be an individuality to mm-hmm. what you go through, so that's what I'm. It's to. see now it's 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 definitely interesting. Um, I would even say just Puerto Rican. I think it's like. Um, all of the uh, Hispanic countries in the Caribbean islands mm-hmm. um, have a unique background where, so you have uh, just, uh, you have the uh, island of Puerto Rico, you have Hispaniola, um, so it's like Dominican Republic, you have Cuba. Um, I can't even think of any other uh, Latino island. Um, so, the history of these islands. Uh, so is Mexican considered a Latino island? It's Mexican I mean, is not even an island. I mean, not. <laughs> so you know what boom. I mean, right? No, no. Honestly, it's. I think. I think this is a great topic to uh, to touch on because I feel like a lot of a lot of black people don't understand. Yeah, and I, that's why I'm you asking. You know what I mean? That's why I'm asking. Uh, so, the history of these islands. Uh, you, myself, and every other fucking person in the Caribbean islands. We are a combination of European, which is the um, the Spanish conquerors who came mm-hmm. and started fucking shit up, drawing. <laughs> um, you have uh, you have African in your blood, mm-hmm. and you have the native indigenous people of these islands. Right. So Puerto Rico is the Taino Indians. Mm-hmm. So I'm mulatto like a motherfucker. I have African in me, mm-hmm. I have Spanish, and I have Taino Indians, and I own the shit out of that. Right. When you look at me, you never you don't know what the fuck I am. Right. When people look at me, they say you yeah, you got to be black and white, right? right? And my answer is yeah, right. because I am. Right. I'm white because I'm my people come from fucking Spain and Portugal. Right. I'm black because I have African in me, right. and then add some Taino in there. Me and the Mexicans we vibing. Right. That's a lot <laughs> of people don't know that, and and it's crazy because a lot of the older generations, like my parents' uh, generation. They identify as Latino or Hispanic, um, where now um, everyone wants to have their their own identity. So you have uh, Puerto Ricans and Dominicans who are brown skin. Hmm. Some just say, "I'm not black, right. bro. You black, bro. Hmm. I'm not black. I'm I'm Dominican." <laughs> and then and then you now so so that's the older generation. They don't want to claim the fact that they're African. Hmm. Um, and I guess it's based on history where being black was like, it was frowned upon because again, back in the day, it was like, if you wasn't white, you wasn't right. Right. That's a bar. Um, but I feel like, like our generation now, you have people who identify as Afro Latino. Mm -hmm. So like they, they, they're owning the fact that they're African, but they're from this island. And there's no, to me, in my opinion, there's no difference between, um, the, Hispanics in the Caribbean islands from the black African Americans, mm. black African Americans, the African Americans. It's only one fucking 
one, one, uh, one bus, one, one uh, ship stop away. Cause we got stopped off at the islands, then they came to the to the main island and dropped off. But but talk about that, right? The part of knowing who you are, and knowing where you come from. You mm -hmm. know how what to identify yourself as, and you know your history, right? Yeah. I feel like a lot of Puerto Rican people um, that I have come into contact with, especially like the older like, women and men, like they just have a different vibe about them because it's like they're not content, but they understand. Right mm. when you got people like me, and I'm, and I don't know if you had this conversation with a, a negro, um, <laughs> but a lot of us don't even know where we come from. Like yeah. I hear white people, I talk to white people all the time when I was working, or, mm. or Italian people, or whatever, and they're like, "Well, my family is from Portugal, or my yeah, family is yeah. from Greece, or my yeah. family," and they know their lineage. Yeah. A lot of us don't even know. Like I'm black as shit, but I could mm. be mixed with I don't know. You could right? be white, bro. Don't want to go that come far. On, now, I could. On, no, I could. History, I could. I could. I could. I could. My hands is white right here. But I, <laughs> do you realize the not advantage, but do you realize the blessing that you have in that? Like, what? How has that helped you of knowing where you come from? I honestly did this last year, so I did the uh, the ancestry thing. Okay. Um, and once the results came, uh, the shit it just it just made sense. Mm. Where um, I, growing up. Whenever I was like, so I had Rican friends and I had black friends. Mm -hmm. When I was with my Rican friends, it's like, you're not Rican. Look at your nose. Look at your lips. You felt look that? Your, they used to say this shit. I oh, ain't wow. feel this shit. Wow. Look at your, nah, look at your hair. Nah, you, you gotta be black. You're mixed <laughs> with black, right? right? So I'm like, damn, that's how y'all feel. And then with my black friends, it's like, you're a poppy. Mm. You, you, you get your Rican ass to, uh, you know what I mean? Right. So it was like, like, what the fuck am I? You know what I mean? And I, th I think a little bit of that um, made me gravitate more towards my black friends because my entire family is Puerto Rican, mm -hmm. right? So you call them, you telling me I'm Puerto Rican, it's like, yeah, I know. I appreciate you, my brother. Right. <laughs> 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 so, but younger though, cause you, yeah. did, how did it feel though? Like, like so, a, like so when outcast. you so when you were with your black friends and your, and your Puerto Rican friends, was it separate? No matter no matter what group I'm in, I'm I'm always the outcast. Right. Um, when I'm with my black friends, I'm the only Rican boy. Mm -hmm. When I'm with my Rican friends, back in the day, right. Now it's different. Right. You know, now everybody vibing. But when I was a kid, you know, kids ask the craziest this questions. Sure. To this day, my fucking niece, uh, we 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 having dinner, um, and my niece brought it the same questions that I was getting when I was a kid. She said, Mom, why your nose like that and then Theo nose is big like that? And why his lips? So I, I gave her I gave her the breakdown right. of, of our history mm -hmm. and, and what it is. And how did she take it? I mean she, you know she she laughed and she like she right. didn't understand it. Right. But well, I know that questions just, that arise. I know that shit stuck. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know? I know I know it stuck. I know she I know she heard me. I think I learned a lot from this. Um and I also feel like we're, we're Nowhere near the ceiling, but I also know that you gotta go. So I, oh, I want to wrap this joint up, man. I could have sworn, like I could, we could have definitely talked. I know we could come back. We could definitely vibe out more. If you guys want to know why this this look is different today, is because this is all his shit. So no. um, we going back to the the grainy shit next week. Um, but I appreciate you for being here, man. Sure. I, I think I learned a lot. I think a lot of people will be inspired by this, and I think this is one of the things that you you were on the voyage to do is to inspire people and I feel like your story is amazing and uh appreciate you for being here bro yeah definitely you know I, I'll come back shout out to 
unemployed on purpose. The surface you know, this it, it may it makes sense. This yeah. is me. For sure. This, I need this joint in the gray. Who size you is got it in the gray? Who size is it? Your size. <laughs> <laughs> It's deep in the woods on the surface I've been consistently working I just stepped into my purpose I know it be making them nervous Only been focused on progress Keeping a positive mindset I ain't even turned up the grind yet It's about to be over Meaning the closure Surface thinking podcast Outlast competition Curated by Becky Chad Mentally driven to do the dash Everyday life be moving fast And I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be Timing is everything surly Used to be doubt Now they all believe Worldwide broadcast globally